Good morning and welcome to the Fantasy Blanket Daily Podcast where we talk all sports fantasy and real. I am Brian Baines, he is Trey, and we are your hosts. Good morning, sir. Good morning. All right. Take two. Let's go, baby. That that sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. You know, we we can never get off without uh, completely not having some sort of a technical glitch, but we got it all worked out. We're ready to go. Did you watch any NBA last night? Uh, Yeah, I caught a little bit of the action. Um, So I actually... So I, I caught the I caught the tail end of the 76ers Hawks game. The the first half, like I was like, man, Atlanta's gonna run away with this. This is like, here we go, two and zero, 76ers, they're done. Yeah. And then I flipped it off for a little bit, played some video games with some buds, and I come back and I'm like, holy crap, 76ers are kicking butt again. What's going on? And I'm just <laughs> like, I I just see Joel and B dropping 40 points, 13 rebounds, two assists. I'm just like, man. You know that I'm pretty sure I haven't seen that like since Allen Iverson. I could be wrong, but I can't even tell you last time 76ers were like this dominant in the playoffs. To be honest with you, yeah, that was uh, Embiid's best game uh, ever, right in the playoffs. Forty points, mm-hmm. thirteen rebounds, two assists. Yeah, they uh, yeah they looked like they were they were uh, <laughs> dead men walking, right? Mm-hmm. Down, already mm-hmm. down one nothing, lost the first game at home about ready to lose the second game at home and uh second half they wake up and you know kind of actually put a hurt on them 118 to 102 and uh really wasn't even that close so uh mm-hmm. t- took care of business in the second game uh the jazz sneak one out they were they were down the whole game to the clippers uh yeah. end, end up uh winning 112 to 109 thank you donovan mitchell and his <laughs> f- 45 points he dropped on them yeah that guy's playing on a different level right now i'm just telling you he's He's something else. I originally, well, since I'm a big LeBron fan, I'm a little sad about that. But whatever, that's a different story, different day. But anyway, the Jazz, man, they're like honestly the most complete team in the West in maybe in the playoffs. I'm not sure. They're looking really good. Like you said, Donovan Mitchell playing on a whole different level right now. Yeah, they got they've got they've got a lot of depth. And when he's doing that, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, watch out. They're going to be. Uh, kind of hard to beat. I don't see the Clippers beating them in this series. No. Uh, and and Phoenix looked pretty good in, in the fourth quarter of their game uh, two nights ago. And we'll yeah. see. We'll see if they can continue to to uh, dominate Denver in that one. But uh, the Jazz look good. They could they could easily represent the West mm-hmm. in this yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah speaking I of Denver, I, what do you, what do you think of? Uh, didn't mean to cut you off, but what do you think of? Uh, our MVP Nikola Jokic out here. Yeah, the Joker. It was yeah. it, it was pretty close too. <laughs> the, really? voting, what, what, the, the voting. The yeah, voting. What, <laughs> what? Yeah. What were the What were the numbers? I actually didn't. Uh, I didn't it, get to look at it. That. It was like ninety five to five to three to two to one. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, not even close. I got gotcha. you. Oh, okay, okay. Just yeah. pull my leg. Got gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. He he walked away with that thing, man. Jeez, yeah, no, no doubter, and I, and I think we, we all kind of saw that coming. We, right, he, no, absolutely. He, he earned it this year, and, and we'll see if that translates to, uh, you know, his team making it to the Western Conference Finals and then to the finals against uh, probably the Nets at this point, wouldn't you say? I mean, you're, you're a Bucks guy. Ah, uh, yeah, wow. that, this is, yeah, the, the Nets, um, yeah, they're they're looking pretty unstoppable right now. Um, I I believe we have a game tonight against yeah. them, yeah. home in Milwaukee. Um, I, 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 they they're looking pretty pretty unstoppable right now. I'm, I'm not the Bucks out, but they just need to play better or 
I, I don't know. The Nets just got to st- stop missing. You know, Blake Griffin, he's an X factor out here. Like, yeah. He, I bet you Detroit, they're just punching air right now. You know, <laughs> they, <laughs> they oh, let Detroit. him go for what? Oh, they let him go for nothing. Yeah. yeah. And now they, he's coming they, out. He's, mm-hmm. They wanted to cut salary, you know, clean out, clean out space or whatever. But, uh, yeah, so it's kind of do or die for the Bucks tonight. If they obviously, if they lose tonight at home, uh, go down three to nothing. Uh, it's all, all all but over at that point. Is Westbrook is Westbrook going to play tonight? I don't even know uh, what his status is. I'm uh, unsure. I'm sure. Wait, who? One more time. Russell Westbrook didn't didn't even play, or not Russell Westbrook. Uh, James Harden. Sorry. Oh, Harden. Harden. Uh, good question. I. I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure they're just they're milking out that injury. I haven't seen any updates that say that leaning towards him playing. Yeah. Um, I, I just if they're the way they're playing, it's like, well, do they really need him? <laughs> they sure didn't the other night, man. A lot. Yeah. Uh, like I was telling West uh, yesterday, I was getting updates on my phone on the way home yeah. from work uh, that the thing was already over. I mean that that uh, uh, the Nets were up by thirty early in that thing, yeah. and they were just coasting. So. Hopefully a little yeah. bit. Hopefully a little bit better game tonight, and uh, I'd like to see the Bucks get back in that. I you know, personally, yeah. personally would like to see the Bucks myself get through in that series. But uh, they're going to have to. They're going to have to get on it and quickly. Yeah. So, so we got we got them. We got them on Thursday actually. So they give they gives Harden an extra day of rest. Okay. So we'll see. We'll see who'll get in there. We'll see. Throw in that extra day off. The NHL mm. wrapped up a series last night. The Lightning took out the Canes. Uh, two to nothing. They finished off that series four to one. Not a huge surprise, right? The Lightning, defending champions, um, you know, they get the shutout and uh, sure. they, they move on. The Knights, how about this one? The Golden Knights go in to Colorado and uh, take out take out the Lance three to two in overtime. And now take after being down two zero and looking not good in those first two games, they are now in the lead, going home to try to close this thing out. Uh, probably tomorrow night. I'm assuming that they will play that one. So, uh, hey, that's actually funny. I actually, I actually, I actually caught a little bit of this game. You know, I'm not a big hockey guy. I kind of just sit there and I'm like, just, just yell at the TV. It was actually a really entertaining game. <laughs> um, I thought for sure um, Colorado was just gonna take it, and then they just the momentum kind of shifted back yep. towards the Golden Knight. Yep, Mark Stone gets the winner. Like it was like fifty-five seconds into overtime or something. They didn't, they didn't waste any time uh, getting right. that thing done, so they were done. Uh, in the major leagues, uh, Bieber had a nice day yesterday. Six innings, five hits, one run, two walks, five strikeouts in the win. He got a little help from his man, Jose Ramirez, with dinger number fourteen. Uh, Avisil Garcia got one for uh, for your Milwaukee Brewers over there. He got his twelfth. Uh, Pablo Lopez, check this out. He went eight innings for the Miami Marlins, five hits, two runs, zero walks, eight strikeouts, and he got the win. Tyler Glasnow looked good, seven innings, six six hits, one run, one walk, his usual 11 strikeouts, and he got the win there. Matthew Boyd for the Tigers got, got the win yesterday, six innings, six hits, no earned runs, a walk. Only three strikeouts. This is a different Matt Boyd than we've seen in the past. He got the win. Uh, your man, Ronald Acuna, number eight, <laughs> number 18 yesterday, yarded another one. Uh, and then my guy, Key Brian Hayes, against Walker Bueller, uh, he yarded him, kind of. 
Did you see Kinda. that? Did, did you watch yeah. the replay on that? I no, no, but I saw I saw the boys in MSD talking about it. I heard, yeah, he hit a dinger and didn't clear the base or something like that. Yeah, that he did. He, he missed first base, and it was kind of it, it was kind of an interesting play because he he kind of sliced it off to right field, and I think it bounced off, might have bounced off the foul pole. And sure. so he was kind of in a sprint. He didn't know that it was, and it hadn't been ruled a home run as he's going around first base. And he was kind of looking and mm-hmm. watching and not paying attention uh, as he was going around the base. And he just, just kind of skipped right over the corner of the bag and, and the Dodgers caught it and, and put it on replay sure. and sure. Uh, were able to overturn it. And then uh, we saw later in the night uh, that, uh, Witt Jr., Bobby Witt Jr. from from <laughs> Kansas City's uh, farm, yeah. one of one of their minor league teams. He had two home runs last night and had the second one uh, disallowed because he didn't step on home plate. Oh. How do you how do you do that? I have no idea. <laughs> see, I, didn't, so, I didn't see any video of it, so I don't right, know right, exactly right, right. what happened. But yeah, he he failed to step on home plate and was ruled out. Sure. Hey, quick question. Maybe you can um, kind of give me a better understanding. What, like, I, I kind of saw uh, Jay Love mentioned yesterday, like, it's kind of like a ceremony when you hit a home run. Why is it so important to touch the bases, I guess? Because it's, you know, it's like kind of over already. So I'm kind of curious. Yeah, exactly. Why the, that exactly. Many- the ball has left the park, right? So mm-hmm. you, would, you would assume that that's done. Uh yeah, apparently it's it's more than ceremonial. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, baseball right. baseball has its rules, and and you know, it, it, in as they say uh, in baseball lingo, right? When you hit a home run, you you touch them all, right? Yeah, well, sure. Well, apparently, you have to touch. It's uh, it's perfect. You know, I have Key Brian Hayes in in two leagues, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty positive he's going to cost me a category. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm going to lose the home run category in both leagues by one this week. It's just, just the way uh, that, that my season has gone in, in all my baseball <laughs> leagues, but uh, kind of a, kind of a funny thing to happen. And then to see it happen again later in the evening, you, you just haven't heard of that uh, happening too often. Pete Alonzo went, uh, he, he went yard twice for the Mets yesterday uh, in that, in that Dodger pirate game bueller was really good he went seven innings two hits no runs a walk only two strikeouts though for bueller there carlos correa went yard for the for the astros against the red Sox. so did jordan alvarez his eighth uh uh uh, framber valdez was really good uh in this one for houston he went seven and a third five hits one run no walks eight strikeouts in the win for houston uh zach davies looked good Six innings, one hit, no runs, two walks, four strikeouts in the win against the Padres last night. The Cubs got the win. <laughs> this guy, Wisdom, hit another one for the Cubs. All he does is seem to hit a home run just about every day. Rizzo had a home run. Contreras had a home run in that one. Uh, Bassett looked good for the A's. Seven innings, four hits, two two runs, one walk, six strikeouts in the win. Shoei Otani. Getting a, he's, he wants to stay in this home run race, so he hit his 17th last night. Uh, Joey Gallo had his 11th, and Brandon Crawford, this guy, you saw Tang put him on the block the other day. Old, old, <laughs> yeah. old, old, old shortstop from uh, San Francisco, two more home runs. He has 14. What is this guy on? Uh, he's never never hit home runs like this before in his life. So, uh, you know, that's, yeah, base, that's baseball. That's, that's kind of a wrap-up. Where are you sitting? Fourth, fourth place now in MSD? 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. Third, third place, third my place, dude. Third place. Third okay. place. All right. All right. I, am, I am striking up the charts these days. Okay. It's, it's, I, hard, it's hard for me to see you guys up there. Sorry. Right. Yeah. It's hard for <laughs> us to hear you down there, you know? I'm coming. I'm coming for West. I'm coming for YK. I'm, I'm letting them know. I, we want Stinky this week. That's us. That's our motto. We want that guy. We were trying to take him out. He's a good guy. He's a good competitor in this league. Yeah. We, he just wants us to wish him a little luck, too. <laughs> right, right. He's he's getting no luck for me this week. Maybe no luck. Week. Yeah, and I'll try, I'll do my best to uh, take as many categories from West as I possibly can for you. Uh, you know, I I'm not confident I'm going to beat him, but you know, I like to take four or five categories just to make it fun. Right, uh, you never know. You never yeah, know. yeah, and that that helps everybody else out. Let's mm-hmm. talk some football. All it's right, ne- it's never too it. early to talk football. What do you think of Julio going to uh, Tennessee? I, I don't know what to make of that, honestly. It's um realistically like I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, it's a it's a good deal, it's a good move. Obviously, it's a good move. Let me rephrase that. It's a great move. They are doing the right things offensively, but my thoughts are does that take away from Derek Henry's carries? They really didn't address their defense because I wanna say they were pretty bad at defense last year compared yeah. to their Yes, you know, and from a from a fantasy perspective, I love it because yeah, te- teams that don't address their defense, that just means they got to chuck the ball around even more. And, right, and right, you know, right. you know, what we, you know, what we love in fantasy football. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we Touchdowns. love, yeah, we love 42 to 41 games is what we oh, love. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so hopefully we'll get to see a lot of those. And yeah, it could it could cut in a little bit to Derrick Henry. Imagine, though what defenses are going to be thinking in this one. Now you've got to deal with Derrick Henry, uh, you know, 25, 30 times a game. And mm-hmm. you got, you got one guy on each side of you on the outside. That's going to mm-hmm. just tear you up. And uh, Julio took number two. See that he, I didn't realize yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah. I, I hadn't realized that uh, AJ Brown was also number 11 and Julio yeah. said, nah, no problem. Yeah. I'll, take yeah. number, I'll take number two. So is that yeah. kind, kind of a, uh, him saying I'm the number two guy here? I, I I doubt it. Julio, I, I'm I'm I was gonna say Julio's number one going in. Yeah. Um, hey, I, I'm I'm loving that. You know, you know, I picked up Julio in the off season. You know, I, I know you weren't too happy about that. That's that steal I got from you, YK. You, you, know? you stole him. Yeah. Yeah. Stole literally, him. literally <laughs> swept him out of the rug. I can't even remember what the trade was, but it was just something ridiculous. It, it, was, was, it, oh. it was it was a freebie. It was a freebie. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, yeah. YK. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah. You always got to be on the lookout for those freebies coming coming mm-hmm. through, and and you got one there. He was just willing to dish him off, and you know, great. Yeah. So he doesn't have five years left. Who cares? He's got a couple years left. So all, all, uh, all it takes is one good season for me to get a, to get a ring. Yep, that's all. That's what it's all about. Is what what are we going to do this year? So let's take a look mm-hmm. at the NFC East. Just we're it. just going to break it down team by team from a fantasy right. perspective, and what we think of these guys. You know, where where they're draftable. Are they draftable? Right. So we start out with the football team and Ryan Fitzpatrick at the quarterback. I've got him at quarterback 20. Mm. That's about fair. That's fair. I would say. Yeah, that. yeah sure. Yeah. yeah I mean, fair. and he's going to he's going to have his big weeks. He's going to have weeks where he disappears a little bit. That's a, a defensive minded team. Right yeah. They're They're not going to be uh, trying to win shootouts. If they are, they're going to be in trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. Um so he, yeah, he's gonna have he's gonna have his games where him and Terry and Curtis Samuel and Logan Thomas hook up a bunch and uh, yeah. they put some points on the board. But they also are gonna grind out a lot of games, especially as right. we get deeper into the season and the weather gets kind of cruddy. And uh, but I don't really see anybody in that 
lineup on that roster that's going to challenge him for snaps. No, so, absolutely so, not. Come so he, he, so he should be a dependable guy, um, especially in your two quarterback leagues, uh, that mm. you can you can feel confident putting him in there each and every week, and that you'll have him for this season. Now beyond that, who knows? But but mm. right now, I, I see him as as a viable uh, quarterback two uh, that's going to have quarterback one upside from time to time. Um, on a game by game basis. How about Antonio Gibson comes in as the RB 11. I was going to say, he's probably uh, this year for me. He's probably top 10. I, you know, honestly, I, I wasn't a big fan of him. And then I had a conversation with you. Like this was like long ago. And then you just kept like pitching on me. I'm like, there's no way this guy's garbage. He's absolute garbage. But honestly, I was running his numbers and I think he came up like second behind uh, JT Jonathan Taylor for rookie running backs. So I was like, this guy's actually legit. I was like, so I broke down the numbers, and yeah, RB, RB ten, RB eleven is where I have him. So, and and can do both things, right? He can catch the ball mm-hmm. out of the backfield. They didn't use him a ton just because of the next guy I'd talk about, JD McKissick. Um, mm, but sure. uh, definitely is your is your goal line guy there, right? He's he's the one that's going to get the goal line carries as long as he can uh, stay healthy. I can see his role increasing. Uh, from last year, uh, they they keep they they're talking a good game. I always love the off season talk where oh the plan is to get so and so involved uh, way more in the offense this year. They always have you know every coach always has the, their coach speak about their guy that they're gonna you know he's gonna get thirty five touches a, a game this yeah. year and it, <laughs> they're they're big talkers and then then you know it ends up being back to the normal but McKissick comes in at running back 47 now in a non-PPR league standard type scoring league uh he's not somebody really that really needs to be rostered but no I was uh, gonna say because he does most of if not all of his damage through the air right he had games mm-hmm. last year where he was catching 12 and 13 balls uh you know in your PPR leagues that's that's 13 free points without him even getting a yard so you know, certainly rosterable running back 47. You'll be able to pick him up way late, um, possibly even on the waiver wire uh, as as the season goes on When once we see his role. But uh, they like to use him, and they, they showed it last year, so I don't see why they wouldn't uh, stick with that. You've got, of course, Scary Terry as their wide receiver one. I've got him as the wide receiver 14, so a real high-end uh, wide receiver two. Uh, with the possibility of breaking into that wide receiver one. We know how Fitz likes to lock onto guys. Yeah, no, Scary Terry, I that 14, I think that 14 is generous. I think he's definitely going to sneak into the top 10. He could. Uh, he, he could. Yeah. Fitz, Fitz, Fitz Magic is, is famous for, for and just, uh, you know, peppering them with targets. He he, he finds his comfort zone. Uh, is, you know, the question is, and he and, – Curtis Samuel was brought in to do that, but uh, he Curtis Samuel comes in as the wide receiver 38. And, uh, yeah, he, they like to use him. Ron Rivera likes to use him all over the place. They they don't mm-hmm. even mind using him out of the backfield and, and running the ball with him. So, you know, the number of touches. Uh, I see a steal in this draft as the wide receiver 38. You can pick him up maybe sixth, seventh, eighth round. Uh, and he, yeah. could ha- he could have good returns for you. Um, so yeah. definitely, some- definitely somebody in redraft that I 
would have my eyes on. Tight end Logan Thomas had had a breakout year last year. He's listed as the tight end 16. Um, you know, in the tight end, in what is the tight end wasteland, uh, where nobody really above five is can be counted on at any time. Uh, right. I I kind of like Thomas to finish a lot higher than that 16. No. Yeah, I agree with that. Actually, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be pretty bold here. I'm going to say Logan Thomas finishes within the top eight. This year. Okay. Yeah. And I, I can see that it is going to come down to how much Fitzpatrick wants to use him. I don't, I, I don't really know the numbers career wise where Fitzpatrick stands on, on the tight end. Tight ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It seemed like uh Tua used Gusecki last year, a little more than Fitz did. Um, it wasn't until Tua started showing up that Kaseki's number started blowing up. But that's your football team. The Dallas Cowboys, uh, they are just loaded with talent on the offensive side of the ball. And I was kind of disappointed to see them address the defense in the draft because <laughs> it, was, it was fun watching Dallas uh, you know, in those shootouts last year, especially before Dak went down. I've got mm-hmm. him as my quarterback four only behind Mahomes and Kyler and, uh, and Josh Allen. I've got him as the number four guy. Uh, others have him a little bit lower than that. Maybe they're a little worried about uh, coming back injury. from that brutal, brutal injury. But uh, just seeing what he did when he was healthy last year, man, uh, I, I just like him to uh, pick up where he left off. With all, those, with all those weapons, you got Zeke who comes in as the running back seven, and you got Pollard. Running back forty three, right? Kind of same mm-hmm. same combo as that uh, Gibson McKissick deal, right? Uh, Pollard definitely has a little different role than McKissick does, but uh, I kind of like Zeke on on the steel this year. Uh, his numbers were down last year mostly because uh, if you look at the time uh, while Dak was on the field, he was right there among the top five running backs. It was it was just when the offense failed to get into the red zone anymore. Right, uh, that Zeke's numbers suffered. He just didn't. He he just never got into the end zone. It was yeah, plain and simple. <laughs> we're used to we're used to the Cowboys getting down there and and Zeke bashing it in time right. after time, and he just wasn't <laughs> able to do that. So, um, I, I look for a, a a return to greatness for Zeke and maybe finishes above that RB seven that he's ranked at right now. Um, you know, running back's a pretty volatile position. You, you never know. Right, how, so how the next man roll. up kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And they, they, you know, yeah. they like to use, they like to mix Pollard in a little bit, but you know, they're paying Zeke the cash. And, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta use him while he's there. You know, you just like you, you buy, like you said, you spend all this cash on this guy, and then you start running Pollard, and then you're just like, well, did we make the wrong choice? Which obviously it's Zeke. Come on now, you just yeah. didn't make the wrong choice there. Yeah, yeah, and we saw, you know, when when Zeke was out, Pollard had a couple of decent games, but mostly fueled by a couple of long runs. Uh, he's not the same kind of runner that Zeke is. Zeke had the, the little fumbleitis last year, which was really, really rare for him. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't see that as a lingering problem. I think, I think there was a lot of confidence stuff going on with him and the team in general. And, and, right. just, you know, and, and you know how that is. You, you fumble once and then it's in your head and then you're going to do it again. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, it's, yeah. then it's really in your head. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I see him bouncing back. Amari Cooper comes in as their top receiver at wide receiver 11. Uh, you know, wh- what can you say about Cooper? When, when Dak was on the field, uh, this guy was on a pace 
to almost it was going to be really close he was on a pace to just about catch michael thomas for for the most receptions in a season he was very close to 150 pace uh he was just getting peppered with the ball mm-hmm. when dak was in there cd lamb we saw you know for a rookie last year we saw pretty amazing things he comes in as the wide receiver 19 and Michael Gallup, wide receiver, 51. You know, Gallup is, is one that has to be on rosters, but, man, it's just so hard to know when he's going to go off. Right. It's just because they're so deep, you know. It's like I'm, I'm a big Gallup guy. Like, I, he's, he's good. He's really oh, good. But, yeah, the, like you said, it's – Yeah, the talent is there for sure. And we saw it actually mm-hmm. the, year, the year before. He was, uh, he was way more involved the year before. And it just – he just – C.D. Lamb just came in and, uh, you know – kind of yeah. took took over took over all his glory so we'll see how they spread it around got to keep them all happy right you gotta mm-hmm. you, you gotta keep them happy but uh that offense could be you know exactly what it was last year they were scoring 40 40 plus points a game when Dak was in there Blake Jarwin should be back from his knee injury they they have him slated as a tight end 17 uh certainly in that offense has the ability to uh to do better than that, but he's going to be really touchdown dependent. I think I, right. I, don't, I don't see him getting uh, the kind of targets with, with these other guys. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, one of the three other guys is always going to be open. So yeah, uh, you know, Jar- Jarwin becomes kind of the outlet then and, and maybe kind of a goal line guy, which then makes you mad if you're a Zeke owner or, or a Dak owner because Dak likes to run it into. So, right. but, so true. but Dallas fun, fun team to watch and, and hopefully, uh, you know, their defense is not quite there yet, and they need some more time to develop, and uh, they'll continue to be in shootouts because <laughs> I like shootouts. The Giants, <laughs> Daniel Jones comes in at quarterback 24. Kind of a do-or-die year for Daniel Jones, right? Absolutely. Yeah, this is, this is it. He has to show, he has to show up. There's, there's no more excuses for this guy. I mean, I'm not a big Daniel Jones guy, but if he really wants to prove that he was worth where he was taken, he really needs to step up this year. Keep getting him targets. They went out and got Kenny De- Kenny Galladay this year. They went out and drafted uh, Kadarius Tooney. Like it's like it's time to show up. They get Saquon back. It's it's really time. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, to me. This is and they so they'll have to make a decision this year on fifth year extension, right? Which costs mm-hmm. them a ton of money because uh, it's going to be year three for Daniel Jones. So uh, yeah, quarterback twenty-four. He has the ability to finish mm-hmm. as a as a as a quarterback one. I, I think he can get all the way up if things went right and things fell the way they could with this team, with all the talent they have on the offensive side of the ball. You know, they've shored up the, the offensive line a little bit, so he should have a little more time to throw. Um, he's he's got the people there to do it. The question is talent. Does he does he have the talent? So we'll see with Daniel Jones. He you know he's certainly worth worth a reach as as you know maybe you grab him in the fifteenth round of a redraft league and uh, as your second quarterback and see how it starts. You know give him give him two give him three weeks and it, you know if it doesn't look like it's going to work again you know, dump him and pick up a backup running back or a you know a handcuff in there. But uh, he definitely has has the people around him to, you know, really blow up and, and have that quarterback one type of season. Saquon Barkley comes in as the running back four. 
there's whispers, wow. whispers, you know, about a limited workload to start the year, yada, 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 whatever. Uh, Devontae yeah. Booker is the running back, uh, is the backup to the run to uh, Barkley there, running back number 71. Uh, we, you know, we've seen what we've seen from Booker. He's mm-hmm. a, he, he's a good change, but uh, given the opportunity to, to uh, run it himself, he's not going to be able to handle it. So I, I, I don't buy in that uh, Barkley's going to be limited if he's healthy and we'll find out in training camp how he looks yeah. uh they're they're not going to be messing around with that Barkley's going to be on the field all the time he's going to be their number one carrier and he's going to also get you know I can see him getting 100 targets out of the backfield Did I lose you? No, I'm still here. I'm still here. Oh, okay. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I'm still but here. I was letting you go. But I can see him get getting a hundred hundred targets out of the backfield. Kenny Galladay was brought in, big bucks, right? Wide mm-hmm. receiver number number sixteen. Um, who knows, right? He, I, yeah. I could see him, I could see him finishing as high as wide receiver eight and as right. low as wide receiver thirty. Right? I I was so high on Kenny Galladay. I remember I was trying to get him off you every day, and you were just no, 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 no. We're <laughs> gonna see where he goes, and then he goes to freaking the. Uh, where he went to the Giants, and I'm like, yeah. ah, Comanche, yeah. never, you know, never mind, never. I, I yeah, don't know let, let, on him anymore. Let, let's just <laughs> say the phone has not been ringing off the hook with Galladay. No, absolutely <laughs> since not. <he's, laughs> since he signed with the Giants, not exactly where I wanted him to land, and I, I kind of got all in on Galladay, especially because it was a kind of an easy year to get a hold of him last year because mm-hmm. he was injured so much, he was out of the lineup. I was able to acquire him in all three all three of my dynasty leagues and now i have him in all three of my dynasty leagues <laughs> so <laughs> so so we will see maybe i'll look like a superstar uh and more than likely i will look like an idiot for uh loading up on him but like i say uh if they 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 paid him a lot of money so i i think the most target or the most receptions he's ever had in a year is like 68 something like that sure. um he gets it done with He's not the target guy, right? He gets it done in in quality, not quantity. Uh, right. If they if they could get him, you know, if they could get him 110 targets, get him 80 receptions, mm-hmm. just because he's the guy and and they feel like they they need to pepper him, uh, it could be something special. But, uh, you know, it, it a lot of it depends on Daniel Jones and right. how that con- how that connection works out. You got Sterling Shepard, uh, your next receiver. Uh, in in their lineup falls all the way to the wide receiver 57 um and, and he's another guy that just who knows you know he has he yeah. he yeah he'll have great games where he'll have nine catches and 110 yards and two touchdowns and then he'll have uh you know four targets and completely disappears Darius Slayton looked like he was the next coming a couple of years ago he's yeah, he's the wide, wide wide receiver 82 Right, he's just, he's he's, pretty, he's gonna, pretty consistent. Yeah, he's going to be available on waiver wires. He's not getting drafted mm-hmm. in, in redraft leagues, and then they and then they draft Kadarius Tony uh, out of Florida, mm-hmm. and he he comes in as wide receiver ninety three. Probably again, not a guy that's going to be drafted, but but keep an eye on him. He's going to probably yeah. play in the slot here. And yeah, absolutely. So, so him and Shepard are going to be kind of <clears throat> going to kind of be battling for uh, for snaps. Although Shepard has always had a 
had trouble staying healthy. So um, we'll see if Tony can get his way into the lineup. And and then, of course, you got Evan Ingram coming in at the tight end 14. <clears throat> Maybe the most maddening uh, fantasy player in the yeah. history of the game. A uh, guy with more talent than <laughs> – Right. I was going to say – <laughs> I was going to say, I'm done with that guy. He, Like you said, he's so talented. I think he's coming out of Ole Miss. You know, he had all that hype. Big guy, receiver in college. He was just big hands, strong guy. You know, he could go go up and get the ball, and then he just gets to the pros, and yeah, he just and ain't he getting dro- it done. And then, and then he drops it. <laughs> yeah, he just ain't getting it done. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. dude. He'll make he'll make the spectacular catch and then drop the easy one. I, you know, so we'll see. They brought in Kyle Rudolph, uh, who right. comes in as tight end thirty. He's, Rudolph's irrelevant as a fantasy player, I think, at, at tight end thirty eight. But uh, but could actually come in for those two tight end sets and do a lot of the blocking, do a lot of the dirty work uh, that could free Ingram up to be a little more useful in the in the passing game and have to do less. Maybe he can stay healthy too. Ingram's had a little trouble injury wise, but we'll see where the giants fall there. And then we come to the Eagles, our last, last team in the NFC East, uh, Jalen hurts, uh, you know, even though they have not said that Jalen hurts is the starting quarterback for the Eagles. Uh, I think we all know that Jalen hurts is a starting quarterback. We, they've got him at quarterback 11. Oh, really? Jeez. Yeah. Which is pretty high, but not necessarily considering when he was on the field for the end of last year, he was, uh, you know, top top five, but not a winning quarterback, right? So he, he gets you all these yards on the ground. He gets you some touchdowns on the ground. He threw for a few touchdowns, but uh, he had a little little problem with the thing they call the interception as well and, and had some fumbles to go along with that uh, also. So we'll see if, uh, if Jalen Hurts can really be the guy uh, for Philadelphia. I, I feel like they kind of have confidence in him but but yet you don't really you you don't really feel it like right. they, they're not coming out and just saying he's our guy and he's the guy going forward so um we'll see we'll see. I, go ahead I don't, I don't think i really i don't just yet i mean he's like like you were saying like he's i don't know he's a good runner i just need to see him get his passing bit better for me to go all in on him. That's for that's for sure, and it shows. It's going to show. Wait till I go over the the ADPs on on these wide receivers. But first, uh, their backfield. Miles Sanders drops all the way down to the running back twenty four. Oh uh, man! A, a year ago, you couldn't get enough of Miles Sanders, right? Everybody mm-hmm. everybody was in on Miles Sanders at the back end of the first round. He was going to be the guy. He was going to take over and. It, it wasn't injury. It was just they just don't buy into uh, whatever he's doing, right? You got Boston Scott coming in at RB66, taking snaps away. They they bring in on Johnson. He comes in as the running mm-hmm. back 54. Then they draft Kenny, Kenneth Gainwell. He comes in as the running back 70. So there are so many mouths to feed. And did I right. did I mention that they re-signed – oh, who else did they re-sign? Uh, oh, we, I feel like he's old, but he's not even old. Uh, Jordan Howard, right? Oh, he's man. back. No, he's not Jordan, even. Jordan, Jordan Howard's back, right? So, <laughs> so, so that's one, two, three, four, five guys in your backfield that you've got 
that you've got to feed. So I, I, you Mm -hmm. know, ADP to me seems pretty fair on Miles Sanders at 24 and it'll be up, it'll be up to him to prove otherwise. Right. Yeah. I agree with that. I think it's most Miles Sanders. What I see out of him is like his vision. I don't know, like not seeing the holes or what it is with him. You know, I'm just unsure. So it, it makes sense for them going out and getting all these running backs, but I think it puts a little pressure on him to perform, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he, you know, he, his numbers seem to be loaded up in those, those long ones he breaks, right? Yeah. He, he'll mm-hmm. uh, bash into the line 17 times in a row and then he'll break one for 85. And mm-hmm. so, so like you're saying, maybe, maybe the vision isn't there uh, until the hole is so big that uh, even he can't, miss it i don't know uh they, they've got their wide receiver the top wide receiver for philadelphia listed in adp believe this or not is Devonte smith at wide receiver 42 wide receiver oh, 42 if that's not an endorsement on jalen hurts uh i don't know what is that your top your number one wide receiver is wide receiver 42 and he's a rookie that's that's played zero snaps in the nfl Jalen Rieger comes in at 69, really, you know, was hurt most of last year. We didn't really get to see what happened with him. Ortega Whiteside, you know, high draft pick a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Flash, flashes, but nothing really good. Travis Fulgham looked like a world beater for the first half of last year and then just completely disappeared. And, you know, whether that was uh, he connected with, Her- with Wentz and not with Hertz, I don't know. <clears throat> but he he definitely was was nowhere to be found for the second half of the season, and uh, you know a, a guy that we thought had worked his way up from the practice squad and and made his way to stardom and then just completely disappeared. And then you got your uh, tight end seven, Dallas Goddard. Um, I would have to look at the numbers. Hertz used the tight end very much, not not nearly as well as as Carson Wentz did. So we'll have to see how that develops. But he's the guy. Uh, they're going to trade Zach Ertz. It's just a matter yeah, of time. Have to. Yeah. A matter of time and, and a matter of where. You know, there's a couple pretty decent landing spots. But uh, I, I don't believe he'll be there. So it'll be Goddard's show. It'll be his to do. And I, he's he's got top five talent for sure. So he's legit. Uh, he's legit, yeah. yeah. But he's going to have to stay healthy too. And he's had a little – he's had some trouble with that. Also, and again, what what does Jalen Hurts bring uh, to the table for the Eagles uh, from the quarterback perspective? He's he, he's got some challenges in front of him. If if his best wide receiver is a wide receiver forty two, and you know he doesn't have at least on paper doesn't have a legitimate running game. A lot of that, you know, th- their offensive line was <clears throat> really really beat up last year. And we'll see how they bounce back from that, which could help help all of those things as well too. But that's uh, that's your NFC East. Man, there that was a lot. Yeah, a lot of guys, <laughs> and that's just yeah. one 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 division from one conference, right? So uh, well, that was, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, you know kind of plug my way through these divisions and kind of break down these guys. They're fantasy relevance and and you know what we think about them and and you know anytime you want to jump in and and join it's awesome because uh uh you know it's it's not me talking to myself 
<laughs> yeah, we, hey, <laughs> I'm just saying that that was surprising. There was a lot of names on the NFC East. I wasn't expecting that many. I'm just like, as we're going down the list, I'm like, yeah, kind of legit, kind of legit. I'm like, man, there are pretty interesting fantasy players that'll be there this year, you know, in a redraft situation. Redraft, and, and especially when you're talking the deeper uh, dynasty rosters, mm-hmm. right? All, all these guys are rostered in dynasty, all of them, right? Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, um, it, it is a little bit different with redraft. Uh, there are some of them that will be super late draft picks. Some of them will fall to the waiver wire, and you, you can kind of sit and watch and, and wait. But, uh, yeah, for for those of us playing in those deeper dynasty rosters, we're, you know, these guys are these guys are – you know, we're just we're just waiting for them to explode so we can throw them into the lineup and and get them in there. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll get into we'll get into AFC East next. Uh, I'm just going to bounce back and forth and and we'll we'll get through it. Anytime you want to oh, come on, you, you just give I me might a have shout. to come back for this AFC East. Uh-huh. <laughs> Might have to back for this. I'm ready for that. Get J-Lev in to, to uh, talk about his Jets. He he won't have a oh. negative thing to say. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to convince him. Maybe I'll talk to him today and be like, hey, J-Lev, we want to hear the Jets talk. You know, the post-Sam Darnold era. Let's hear what he got to say. Where are we going? Are we going to playoffs this year? Probably not. But in J-Lev's world, they're already Super Bowl contenders. Already in there. They're already in there. Yeah. All right, everybody. Got that right. Ha- have a great hump day. Uh, thanks, Trey, for coming in. And uh, yeah, oh, yeah no 40, problem. That, that, that's a forty-minute podcast right there. We, we gave him We're some. We're popping them out, some, baby. We we gave him some stuff to think about, and that's oh, uh, that's good content. stuff. Got some more NBA tonight. Some more NHL. Always MLB, and uh, yeah, and we can talk football any day of the week, no doubt about it. So thanks for coming in, everybody. Have a great Wednesday. We are over and out. Later, guys.